Long past the hour for quitting labor, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognized nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or Internet wannabe Masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Sunday, May the 3rd of 2015, and you've tuned in to episode 70 of the After Lodge Podcast, brought to you from the smoke-filled back room of the lodge in your own neighborhood. I'm joined today by my incredibly handsome co-host. No one's going to jump at that? What are you sucking up now for, ass? I was talking about worshipless producer Bruce. What's up, guys? Why is Bruce not coming through the microphone now? Oh, come on! We, I didn't think I was before, but you said I was. I, the thing. I, I don't know what's happened here. Yeah, the sound check was weirding out, too. Is his cable now? bad? Now? 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 No. Right, now? He's, he's gone. What the hell? Now? <laughs> Hang on. Um. Uh, ow? Uh, how about it? How about now? What the hell, Harlan? Uh, Suck. switch mics. Just, just move the whole thing. This is engineering on the go here. Let's try that one now. How about now? Oh yeah. Hey, we got Bruce. Well, it's gotta. I gotta deal with Stu's stand here. Well, it's a, it's a Stu right. uh, project you got going on there. So. All right, fellas, can you hear me now? I'll just not touch it, and yeah, it'll be well, right. I, I would prefer you just actually hang on to it. Like, yeah. hold it like a... I don't know, like a mic. <laughs> I guess. So in the interest of breaking down the fourth wall, I guess we're just going to hmm. leave all this in. Yeah, we can, we can start the, the show Here at the Lodge show, uh, we like to do our sound checks on the air. Uh, we did a sound check, and it was working. <laughs> I don't know what happened in the interim. I'm a little concerned because we need that other mic for the other show today. Uh, well, Give it to Stu, he'll never know. That's actually a good idea if there's no stew. Everybody on wins. Show. Yes. Like we'll hear them in the background. Yeah. So um, the uh, the grumpy old man you hear on the other mic is uh. You already introduced my, me. Yeah. My bearded friend from the mountains. I'm grumpy. Hmm. Your brother and mine. Hmm. Master of the hydroponics degree. 
Did you just call me grumpy, really? Brother Jason. You called me grumpy. I did. He's a little upset still. <laughs> Do I? I mean, are, uh, are, are we telling this story? You want me to go ahead and tell it? Go ahead. Yeah, the world needs to know, uh, needs to know this. So last night... Hold on, let me set it up just for anybody who doesn't know. Jason drives a Kia. I don't drive a normal Kia. No, people think that I drive. Oh, I mean, is, you no. say is that Kia. What the Hold on, if, if 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 I had done that to your soul, would you have been mad? Yes, because it's a permanent sticker. There, yes, there are six hamsters in his car as opposed to the usual four. No, there are four. They're just on meth. No, the six are on meth. No, it's a six-cylinder. They're six, oh, and they it? are on meth. Yeah. I thought it was a turbo four. That, that's what it's turbo a, means. It's a turbo six with dual exhaust. That's what turbo How do you think they get so many horsepower in that? They're on <laughs> meth. I mean, how much you want to bet? I know how many cylinders my car has. What size is the engine? I don't remember the cubic on it. It's a big <laughs> engine, dude. No. Hmm. All right, well, we all that's aside the problem. It's the, it's, it's the biggest engine Kia's ever made. Okay. All right. I'm not going to argue that. It's a, it's a fast car. It's a lot of hamsters in there. Especially yeah. for a Kia. It's like crazy. It's like the Lamborghini of Kias. Anyway, I found this decal. No, you didn't. No, I did. I found it. It was on the ground. Okay. No, I picked no, it up. No, I know it was Alex. <laughs> I, said, I mean, it's you're not protecting me. I know it's Alex. I just didn't want you to be unreasonably, unreasonably mad at anybody else. Alex didn't put it on my car. Okay. So, so you won't be mad at him? Because Alex, I think, had the wherewithal that whenever he really got out there and looked at it and said, uh, maybe I'll just take some tape. He, he definitely would have done that, though. Like, had he been here. Okay, you're not showing up on my bars at all. Oh, come on, dude. How about now? <sighs> I mean, barely. What's he look like on the waves? Raise me up on the thing. I'm number three. I mean, I hear him fine. Yeah, he's, he's on there. All right. Go on. So anyway, I find this decal. I assume it's a window you cling. don't find the decal. Like, why are we still found, lying? Found it on the ground. Somebody sent you the decal. Okay, whatever. Alex sent you the decal. Some I found it in the mail. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a uh, I don't know what would you call it. It's making fun of. It's the, a parody of a the parody. Intel logo. That's, that's the word I was looking for. It's a parody of the Intel logo that says Intel inside, except it says hamster inside. It's got a little picture of a hamster face. And it was hot pink. Well, that's, yeah, that's irrelevant. That just makes it stand out more. It was hot pink, though. So I see it, and I'm like, that would be hilarious to put on Jason's car. Yeah. It's not a permanent thing. No, we thought it was one of those static. Take a picture. Yeah, those static page things, right? Right. It's a window clean. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. And then it's made for cars. It seems like the same type of material. It didn't. It's they made for cars. for cars. We didn't. I assumed that was meant to go on the yes. inside of a car. It wasn't disclosed. Not the outside. What what that was, and so in fact, the whole like sheet was still on there when you found it. And I'm like, haha, this is funny. Now he's gonna like right, take it off. Right, because it was attached to the paper cardboard. I yeah. assumed that you know. Except when he took the he took the paper off, it was just the film, and so the logo stayed behind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the I guess whatever company yeah, makes those doesn't attach the logo to the film. Yeah. No, they do. That's how you put it on a car permanently. Is yeah. when you, you put it on there, that paper's there to hold it all together in the right spot, and then you put it on there, then you press on it like you did, then you pull that, that film off, and the vinyl stays. That's how those work. Yeah. So thanks to Bruce's cousin, because... Hmm. Uh, Today I learned. 
Yeah. I came in earlier today, and Jason's out in the parking lot with a screwdriver letting the air out of Bruce's tires, and, and chaos has ensued here at uh, here at the local lodge. I, you know, I just didn't know that, that, you know, we could, you know, mess with each other's cars. Now that I know messing with each other's Jason, cars is Jason, on the table, Jason, both of you. Jason. Look, what? Look at me. What? Are you looking at me? I'm looking at you, yes. You know I would never do anything to your car that I think would cause permanent damage. Yeah. It was a harmless prank. It was a harmless thing. If it had been done to anybody else, you'd have been laughing your ass off. Hang on, hang on. How much would you have been laughing had I put a, uh, I don't know, a Calvin pissing on a Ford emblem on the back window of your car? One of those final I would have done exactly what you did. I would have been pissed. I would have been like those assholes, and then I would have pulled it off. And then if it didn't come off, I would have called you. I would have been like, I would have said the same thing you said to me last night, and then I would have let you fix the problem. Or I would have given you a chance to fix the problem. Harlan at least had the the smarts to apologize like 15 times for his part in it. Mm. Well, to be fair, you, you had your car parked outside the front door and were just waiting on me to step out so you could run over me. No. I was I, I was left when I saw it. I just got in my car and left. I sat out there and tried to pull it off for a minute. It wasn't coming off easy, and I got in my car and left. It's gone now. Yeah, did you look at it? Yeah, I went out there and looked. And was there even one tiny speck of permanent anything? No, okay. but you were out there for a while working on it too, weren't you? Well, you know, I did what I had to do to fix the problem. I'm a problem solver. Yeah, it's it's fun. Now that I know that messing with each other's cars is... That, I wasn't messing with your car! How is that as, anything as but... As said earlier, that's essentially just taping a kick me sign to, to somebody's <laughs> back. Is that what it was? Well... That was a mistake of information. Well, no, it wasn't because tape would cause a permanent residue. There's nothing permanent on your car. If okay. you feel there's something you need to do to my car to make up for it, here, here, here's the key. Here's the key to my car. I'm pretty sure it's that out like the parking lot. I'm pretty sure that slashing a tire isn't a permanent thing to your car. You can just put a new tire on. It's no big deal. What if you buy the new tire? That's fine. I mean, you know, it's whatever. In what world is that fine? I don't feel like there's a good sense of, of, of extremity here. Well, see, and, and <laughs> well, the other thing that he's not realizing is that, again, I did this with zero malicious intent. I intended no actual harm to come out of it. Anything he did to my car with malicious intent is an entirely different story. Correct? Harlan? I don't know. I'm just oh, having... Oh, bullshit, you don't know! I'm You're a lawyer! Those, I'm having one of those moments... All that... Like, Daddy just hit Mommy at the dinner table, and I'm just going to sit here and eat my peas. I think the difference here is y'all know me. You know I have one possession in the world that is truly mine. I don't own a house because it's the kids in the wife's house. I don't. I don't own anything in the world except for my car. And y'all, y'all seen my car. Y'all seen that I take care of my car. You can go out there and open the car doors on my car, and unlike every other car that Amy's owned or a lot of them I've owned in the past, there's not a bunch of junk all over the place. My car is always fucking clean. Hmm? Like, I'm, I'm high in this car. Like, I really enjoy this car. And then y'all fuck with it. So, okay. I didn't fuck with it. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe. I mean, what would you say you... you okay. Moving along. 
I mean, wouldn't you, okay, lawyer, wouldn't you say that's messing with somebody's car? Uh, technically, yes. D- describe this to us from a law standpoint. How would how would you have felt if you'd come out last night and we had some stupid sticker on the back of your car that doesn't just peel right off? It said, like, BMW power. Yeah. Mm. 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 I don't know. His face is turning red. I'm trying not to think about it. I mean, you you would be angry. Uh, you would I'm, think it went too far. Only in the sense of what next. Because... I don't, there is no next. I yeah. get the point. I don't, you know, it was a harmless, what what I assumed would be harmless, one-time thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mess with the dude's car. I know he appreciates his car. But that's uh, messing with my car. Like, I mean, you're, you're, you guys, like, taped my... Yes, we taped your briefcase handle shut. And it wasn't me. That's almost the same thing. And it wasn't that's permanent. A, it's not that's almost a, the very, same thing. Oh. It's nowhere near the same thing. It's not like he looks at that case like it's the only stop saying that it's not like he looks at that case like it's the only thing in the world that belongs to him but it wasn't no but it's also it was just a few hours that 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 case is, is something as important to me as as my car and then i shinied up the the rest of your re- rear windshield your car right now is your car looks better than it did yesterday in fact, before i put that stuff probably on. what i would have done with the car is the same thing i did with with the apron case, which is uh, taking it off and pretending I never saw it. That's that. That's what I would have done if he had done that to me. If he had put like a well, what a, are you talking about? Calvin pissing on a Ford thing. Anything. I would have been like those assholes. Would have taken it off and then. Well, it would have been more than just taking it off. Well, okay. I mean, it's not like you could just go out there and take it off. I agree. I would have asked you to take it off, like the entire roll of duct tape <clears throat> that you can't just take off. <laughs> You're not the only one that's been pranked around here, buddy. I'm sorry that it I'm sorry, you like but it did. I, no, no, I'm sorry. I think it's different when it's my car. For you. So you're telling he me... He thinks it's different when it's his apron. You're telling me your apron case is the same level to you as what my car is to me. I would say your car is almost the same level to you as my car mm-hmm. is to me. You don't see a difference. You both think I'm I, I, I'm I'm in the wrong here. No, that, I told you. If you had done that to me, I would have done the exact same thing you did. I'd have been mad. I would have attempted to pull it off. When it didn't come off, I would have called you and said, get this shit off my car. And then I would have let you get it off my I'm car. I'm just illustrating that practical jokes aren't a new thing on. around here. I understand that, but... Lines no, get crossed. He's mad because it's it a happens. car. I get it. And then when lines get crossed, no one thinks about it till after it's been crossed. And then everyone says, oh shit, we crossed a line. And then you pedal back from it. And then you keep doing stupid crap, just not what you did that was over a line. That's, there's nothing new here. All right. I like how you're comparing your apron case mm-hmm. to a vehicle. Yeah. All right. Can we move on with the show now? Sure. Jason? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say about it? No, no, I really don't. No, it's, I mean, it's whatever. It's, mm. Mm. I'm sure all of you had a good laugh about it and everything, but all two of us. 
No, y'all, y'all put it on there before Lodge. I didn't go out to my car until I got ready to leave. I'm sure yeah. everybody was here yesterday saw it. And y'all pointed it out to him and everything. Chaplin Jr. had a good laugh. I didn't laugh. point it out to anybody. I didn't show anybody. I didn't tell anybody. It was noticed. Mostly by the latecomers. So, to summarize this whole endeavor, uh, Bruce's cousin Alex, we lay the blame for this entirely at your feet. Hmm. No, I blame more you two. Because you two looked at it. Hmm? I had no idea what it was, uh, is what you're telling me. And you did it anyway. I, mean, I thought I knew what it was. I didn't look at it. And was yeah. Like, I have no idea what this is. That's why we can blame Alex. But it's made to go on the outside of cars. Do y'all think they're not permanent if it's made to go on the outside of a car? I didn't know what that was. information was not disclosed. Disclosed? Look at it. I don't. Jason, I've never. I put, don't do car I mean, for, stickers. For what it's worth, I, yeah, I've never put a decal of any kind on my, any car I've ever owned. However, I've seen all kinds of those little static sheets that like kids put on windows and stuff that are made for a house. Yeah. How many of those have you seen that are made to go on a car? That's obviously made to go on a car because it's playing on the whole like hamster soul thing with Kia. Yeah. And so who? And I've seen those on cars. So how, like how many decals have you made that are these static clean things that are supposed to go on, on a car? How many I mean, of these stupid family pictures do you think? Do you think they're just static clean things or so do you, you people, think they're made to be permanent? People put that hamster inside thing permanently on their car on purpose. Yeah. See, I would never have thought that. It, it it looked like it's clearly like made to be a ha ha joke. Hmm. I mean, people put those Calvin peeing on stuff things on their car. I think that's the stupidest thing you can put on a car, but they still put them on there. People put those stupid families on there with the stick figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but none of those seem like they were intended to be a joke, like that you would do to somebody else. Like this, this appeared to be like made as a prank to make fun of a Kia. No, some people actually put it on their car. Mostly girls, I would say. Mm. If I had to take a guess, I mean. People... Oh, because of the hamster commercials. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I've seen them on cars. It was a conspiracy born of a night of revelry when the wine flowed freely. Yes. Two of us, viewing with horror the enormity of our crime, have recanted. And come before the After Lodge audience. Well, I mean, they can weigh in. But we I, fear I that one of our dude, number may have persisted. I guarantee you that every <laughs> every dude who enjoys cars in any way, shape, or form it, it is going to know right off the bat that this is crossing a major line. Hmm? This is like when Vincent Vega got his car keyed in Pulp Fiction. Really? Yeah. Jason, car keyed? It's not to that level. I'm comparing it and exaggerating. It's not even close. It's not the same ballpark. There is zero permanent damage. Which in the eyes of the law is... It was a prank that lasted a couple hours. Obviously, A couple hours? I had to drive that car home last night and back up here to Lodge today. Okay. I had to stop at the gas station. People were laughing and because I got a pink, hot pink... You're not helping the whole this wasn't funny thing by doing that. Oh, I'm glad it's funny to y'all. I'm glad y'all got uh, kicks out of it. I was f- furious last night. When it didn't pull right off last night, I was highly upset. Highly upset. And I knew it wouldn't pull right off when I saw what it was. It's off now. 
It's all gone. Okay. All right. Harlan, how was your week? Huh? Uh, my boss left, so like permanently. Yeah. So I'm left. Yeah. What, what does that mean? It means like he left the company. Like he quit. Did he die? Uh, no, he Did he, he moved fired? on to something else, somewhere else. Anyway, so I'm doing his job in addition to my own. <clears throat> it's been a long week. So you're getting a promotion then, is what you're saying? Uh, not not so far. I'm mostly just working two jobs for the pay of one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, this is short term. Otherwise, you know, I may do something horrible, such as. Hmm. I'd rather not say. It's probably something Bob would do. Hmm. Bob has a dark and sordid past. <laughs> Doesn't everyone from New talks. Jersey? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much been it. I've, I've worked all week. We went to, a, went to a lodge on Monday, though. That was good fun. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's one of those lodges that's like beyond wealthy to the point where it's it's just kind of stupid. And there's like five, like millions. Yeah, there's like five guys. There wasn't five. Well, no, Jason had to fill in as senior warden. Yeah. Uh, and every wow. time I've been to that lodge, I've had to fill in. Last time we were there, I filled in as both senior deacon and senior warden somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh, yeah. One guy on the sidelines, and it was you. Mm-hmm. Which I think I was supposed to fill a chair and didn't gather that until Lodge was already open. You should have seen the look on the junior warden's face when I knew what to say during opening. Yeah. He was angry. Mm-hmm. I think all that went through his head is you're making me look bad because I'm reading this off of this piece of paper. Mm-hmm. He's the sitting junior warden there? Yep. Yeah. He didn't know his two lines? No. Nope. Well, to be fair, there's like five people who semi-regularly attend this lodge. It's a very old lodge. But well, he still has to the, thing that, the thing that gets me is just the sheer amount of money mm-hmm. no, in this lodge's coffers. And no one's there or doing anything with it, but... Then there was one guy that hadn't been there in like five years that was having an absolute conniption fit because oh. they had torn down one sign and put up a new sign while he was gone. They spent they spent nine grand on this sign. Like ten years ago. Yeah. And this dude apparently has just found out about it, but <laughs> believes because he's a member of the lodge, he now has reason to complain about them tearing down the old sign and putting up the <laughs> new sure sign. He got a notice in the mail and uh and, uh, like that, there was a vote coming up in three months, so he could have due notice and appear yeah. and voice and then his said, opinion. and this is what happens when you don't come to lodge: is they tear down this sign, put up a new sign, and don't ask your opinion. And yeah. I just kind of looked at him like, yeah, hmm. that's the people at lodge make those decisions. But otherwise, we we had a good time. Uh, it's one of those lodges that's uh, following or trying to follow the after lodge methodology to it's some not extent, working by you know. Eating together as brethren, because... And by eating together, we mean at one table, one small well, table. yeah, at least they're all... It could have been worse. Like, I was expecting when the new masters talked about he was going to have dinner at every meeting, I kind of expected to walk in there, because they've got a huge kitchen in the bottom. And I was expecting to walk in there and see these five guys at five different tables. 
So no, they were they were all sitting at the table together. They were, yeah. Which is it's an important first step. You move from eating together to hanging out together afterwards, and, and eventually something comes of that. I don't know what, but something will. Those of you that follow me on Instagram, that is where the uh, cow picture I took was taken. Was standing outside that lodge looking at a herd of cattle looking back at me. Hmm? Um, was there an after lodge that night? No, I don't. I know. Uh, they were still there after I left. Were they? Yeah. I thought most of them peeled out when I left. No, just a couple. Like those that that core a couple was most of them. Yeah, well, that core group of like four guys. They were all sitting on the bench and enjoying the weather and whatnot, yakking to each other when I left. And I left about twenty minutes after you. So, yeah, I think they hung around for a little while. Hmm. Which is how it starts. This is the, the reviving of a lodge is a slow process. I don't know why they don't it, spend some money. They're working on it, I think. I mean, they there, there's to, some internal politics I don't want to discuss on the air. Well, I mean, every guys. time there's like a local fair, they ought to have a booth. Mm-hmm. They ought to give some money to a local something or another, that's, get their name somewhere. That's in the plans. They're they're working that out amongst themselves. I mean, normally I wouldn't say do that, but I mean, they're setting on so much money yeah. that's going to wind up becoming the Grand Lodge's money in a couple of years if they don't do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I mean, they're... They're working on it. They're in the same boat we were in a long time ago. Well, we didn't have any money. Well, we didn't have any money, but we had the same same participation situation going on. Yeah, and they're sending out letters to their members asking yeah. them to come back. Which is stuff. how we, we did that, too. If you remember when the chaplain was master, he made you print out all those letters. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that situation is how we ended up with, uh, with Ask Producer Marshall as senior warden after having been a master yeah. mason for six months. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've come a long way. It, it can be done, and they're doing many of the same things that we did, except for the whole they don't have to do it because they don't need the money. We were kind of forced. But either way, they're, they're doing the same stuff. So I wish them luck. I think I think by the time uh, my tenure as an Oompa Loompa is over, things will be markedly better. Not not significantly better, but enough to notice. If one more dude starts showing up on the reg, is that That's what you're 25% saying? 25% improvement <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a huge lodge. It is. It's a very large building. It's a very, very old building. Uh, they're... Their lodge is, is older than our Grand Lodge, so... I mean, they're... Yeah, I mean, so. But no, they uh, they are they are doing some cool things. It's just the the numbers game at the moment. So I think I think they'll be just fine. I hope because otherwise, as you were mentioning, um, they have all of these nice things and money and stuff that their ancestors have mm-hmm. put together, which will just end up in the Grand Lodge coffers and in some storage rooms in a basement somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, Which is our next topic. Are we going to go right into that? Okay. Well, I don't know. I thought you were setting it up. No, that's fine. Um, do we want to talk about what got us talking about this? No. Because I want to. No, those who... Um, I mean, we don't have to give any kind of... But you had to clarify me to what happened there, because I didn't yeah, understand it. And I, I think you should. I'd rather not. Um, basically, long story short, we had a lodge that was going defunct. Here in in our uh, or in your town, because we're in your town. Hmm. You're still going with that, huh? What? 
that whole we're in your town. Yeah, not me. So like whoever your local lodge. Yeah, whoever's listening. Didn't really work up front, but okay. We're in your town. I I like this better than Pennsylvania. So anyway, um, here in our jurisdiction, when a lodge closes for whatever reason, the charter gets revoked, it goes defunct, or just voluntarily closes. The assets of said lodge immediately become the assets of the Grand Lodge Mm -hmm. to do with as they please. Um, many lodges, as you could imagine, are not okay with that. Nope. When, when you have a lodge that's a century old or more, depending, and you have generations of men who have come through and built whatever it is that that lodge had, mm-hmm. the guys that are left at the end kind of don't want it all just to float away to the Grand Lodge piggy bank and, and see it all kind of disappear into storage rooms and so on. So sometimes they take steps differs from situation to situation to prevent that from happening is mostly what can. i think they i think what a lot of them have a problem with is seeing their building yeah. auctioned off because the grand lodge doesn't want the building they just want the money the building's worth mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of them have a real problem seeing that building sold knowing yeah. what people in the past sacrificed for that building yeah so when you in our jurisdiction, if you take steps to avoid this situation, you subject yourself to Masonic discipline uh-huh. up to and including expulsion. Yep. This happened recently here, and it got Jason and I talking about it uh, before we went into the lodge we were just discussing. And uh, it kind of raised this whole question of that's how it is. These things go to the Grand Lodge. But is that how it should be? Nope. Because it that that whole situation just reinforces the attitude that your lodge belongs to the Grand Lodge instead of the view that I tend to take about the whole confederation system where you have the Grand Lodge is just the union of all of the other lodges. Yeah. It's not it's not in my mind this organization that owns all of the other lodges, despite it- what the minds of some people in Grand Lodges like to think. Well, and that's the way it should be for this uh, simple yeah. fact that whatever your annual communication is, mm-hmm. that's Grand Lodge. Yeah. There's Grand Lodge officers, but Grand Lodge is your annual communication. Yeah. And I mean, that's 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 how we started. In the same way that the Union of the State started, the four lodges at the Goose and, Goose and Gridiron came together and, and agreed on some terms and some recognition models None of those guys would have thought that this new entity they created could just... Well, they didn't have buildings and whatnot. But I don't think it was in the contemplation of anybody that this this Grand Lodge they were creating was somehow their owner. It was an association for the Masonic Lodges to so they could agree on terms of recognition and, yeah. and landmarks. And so if that's the view you take on the Grand Lodge and that's what it's supposed to be then the fact that when your lodge closes, that money just ends up in the in the big house coffers and then isn't really the ideal situation. A lot of lodges have a problem with how Grand Lodge spends their money. Well, yeah. Especially, not to mention, in the law, there's a thing called a perverse incentive. It's a phrase that gets thrown around. The Grand Lodge is charged with enforcing regularity mm-hmm. and deciding whether or not a lodge could continue to operate. Mm-hmm. And if it's decided that lodge can't continue to operate, the assets of said lodge become yours. 
So it creates a perverse incentive for the enforcement of our rules because there's a subconscious motivation of... A lodge that's sitting on $10 million. Yeah, and there's five guys there. Do you really want to help them out? Or do you, or want, do you want them want to, to go let on them close because what you can do with the $10 million? Yeah. So are you going to claim credit for my ideal or are you going to give proper... I, I'm not there yet. Um, okay, go on. The, the question is, there, is there really a better way to do it, though? That's where my ideal comes in. Yeah. So my, I've had a lot of thoughts on this because I've, I've tried to come up with alternate means to kind of stir the pot up and talk to other brothers and see if we could change this in the distant future. And the, the main thing that makes the most sense uh, from a logical standpoint is whenever that happens, everything of the lodges is converted to currency, so sold. Hmm. And then whatever's left is distributed amongst the living members. But then I thought about that, and that's not really fair to the heirs of the guys before them that may have no. contributed much more than the guys at the end did because they let you the lodge have, close. You have a perverse incentive. Well, let's go ahead and close it down because I'm going to get a check for $250,000. Yeah, so that doesn't work. Um, And then I came up with the whole maybe... The lodge can't operate as a lodge anymore, but there's a committee established by whoever wants to show up to decide what to do with it. But that creates the opportunity for all kinds of mischief, crookedness, which is the same thing that I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm, I like to yeah. call it mischief. You have mischief. to bite their heads off before they get up to mischief. <laughs> it's just Chico's. <laughs> we're still munching on those Australian Chico's, by the those way. Are, they good. were better than I thought they would be. They're very good. They are the most racist candy I've ever seen in my life, but they are very good. Chocolate they, gummies. They Who would have thought? They're Chocolate little aboriginal babies. Yeah. We're eating little aboriginal babies. Yeah, we have to bite their little heads yeah, off the before they get up to mischief. To, yeah. That's, that's on the package. Mm-hmm. Bite their little heads off before they can get up to mischief. Yeah. It's not racist for us because we don't live in Australia. We don't have any history of... It's apparently a normal thing in Australia. Aboriginal... Yeah, I guess in Australia, the Aborigines aren't people. I, I don't know. I just don't think there's enough of them left to complain. That's true. I don't know, because there's not a lot of Native Americans left, and we had that whole thing about the NFL team names. So Yeah, but we have more lawyers here than what they do in Australia. Uh, Native Americans have some money here. <clears throat> oh, casinos. Well, yeah. yeah, casinos and tobacco. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. yeah, so, I don't know. I was going back and forth about this with Jason like we normally do and never get anywhere. And then he proposes, what if when a lodge goes defunct? Now, hang on. Now, last show you said I only have one good ideal a season. <laughs> Did a season change between last show and no, this conversation? I, I think that your winter idea was, was, your winter idea was late in coming. And this is oh, the spring idea. Okay, go on. So, that when the lodge closes, it, the lodge assets should be monetized. And put into an escrow of some sort. And then the remaining members of that lodge have one year to affiliate with some other lodge. Mm-hmm. At the end of that year, if you're not affiliated with another lodge, you're out of the equation. And whoever affiliated with another lodge, like whatever's in that escrow, gets split equally in per proportion member. per member to whatever lodge they joined. And that made a lot of sense. Because. Like around here, if something happened, God forbid, to our lodge, most of us would end up going to a handful of lodges here. There'd in this, be like four lodges here in this area. 
if the assets of our lodge were monetized and split, you know, per capita amongst us and went to the lodges that we went to. So if if there's 10 of us and five of us went to one lodge and five went to another, then half the money would go to the one lodge, half the money from our lodge would go to the other. So the money's staying in the blue lodges, it's following the members and it's still doing work in the area where it's from. And it's almost the same thing as a lodge merging, just it's being merged into a bunch of different lodges. I like that idea, but I, I, I mean, you would have to like the lodge. At the- well, okay, two things. First of all, what if uh, when when the lodge closes, somebody doesn't join another lodge? What happens to that? Well, they just their their shares out at okay. the end of the year. They they get factored out of the equation. So at the deadline, so, so if, if you only had like say you had twenty members and only ten of them join lodges, you would just do ten shares of okay. the escrow. Hmm. I mean, you've got another year to join. And maybe the timeline's off. Maybe it needs to be two years. Maybe it needs to be a year and a half. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. But I like that idea a lot better than anything else I've heard thus far. What if you just split the money amongst all the lodges in the state? Mm. But then the money's not staying local. That's true. But here's the only issue I have with your idea. Maybe the district. If it's a bunch of money, let's say $10 million, and you're splitting it, I don't know, 20 ways, so that's, what, half a million apiece. That is a lot of money that the history of the lodge has that, that's going to one guy just because he decides to join this one lodge. Well, but it's not going to him. It's going well, to, to whatever no, lodge he goes it's, to. It's going to wherever he wants it to go, though. Because the idea is that the the assets of the lodge. But imagine belong. how popular you would be. Well, yeah. While you're deciding what lodge to join, you'd be courted. You'd be the, the pretty girl. At the the right. assets of the lodge belong to its members. Yeah. Its living members. Okay. And so we don't we didn't like the idea that you're just getting a check cuz that creates a perverse incentive for you to let your lodge fall apart. Yeah. But that money should follow you as a living member of that lodge because it's it's your legacy. The guys that came before you left that for you as a member of their lodge. If your lodge can't operate for whatever reason, that money should follow you to whatever lodge you go choose to work in. I get it. And then you would also have a vote on what that lodge does with the money that your lodge brought. Yeah. So that would make you more active in the lodge because you would want to be there to decide how your well, you forefathers. Would, you would have a lot of friends in that lodge anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it depends on, like, a, a lot of the lodges around here that end up closing don't really have much in the way of assets besides their building. So we're not talking, like, the one lodge we were talking about earlier where it's millions of dollars, that's very rare. Right. Normally, we're talking about a building that probably sells for a hundred grand, and if there's eighty members that went to, or fifty members that went somewhere, that's that's two thousand dollars per member that to whatever lodge they affiliate with. That doesn't. That's not enough to make you, you know, the pariah and courted and whatnot. Because it's, it's a, not enough to bring perverse intentions. Into no, it. it's not enough to ignore. But it's not enough for like other lodges to start making sales pitches about why you should join their lodge. And the reason I don't want it just divided amongst the whole district is like where we live right here, we're on the border of a district. So some of us are going to actually move districts. Right. So if it's just divided among the district, the lodge that we join wouldn't be benefiting from that at all. But I... That idea seems much more favorable to me. And of course, you'd have to pay system. the executor of all this, who ideally would be, I guess, the secretary be the, and treasurer. 
It would together. be the grand secretary under our current system, but it, under our current system, the grand secretary he already gets paid. We don't even have to give him a cut of the money then. Well, I feel like the grand master could appoint an executor. Um, I don't feel like that should be someone from the lodge. It needs to be an outside party. Okay. Probably doesn't even have to be a mason. In fact, preferable if it's not a mason. But okay. Um, but he would have to be paid if he's well, not. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to take a cut of the money, and he gets a well, percentage. I mean, this this stuff this stuff ain't easy. Like, it takes a lot of work to to wrap up the affairs of a lodge. So, I'm okay with whoever it is receiving some percentage of it. I mean, that happens when when you die if you have an estate. Yeah, you're going to have to do like, that anyway. I mean, there's that's no, there's no way around it. No, some whoever handles it should should be compensated. That's better than all of it going to the Grand Lodge and disappearing. Well, even now, not sure. all of it goes to the Grand Lodge. There, there are fees that are paid for whoever's because we usually outsource that. You you got to find an agent to yeah, take I care of the building, that. and you find so. But whatever's left goes to Grand Lodge and disappears. It does. Then those brothers no longer have a say so in what that money's being spent on, and how, and what for. And, and, and we're why. all about. We get a lot of flack on the show. Well, we don't because our listeners are kind of tinted against Grand Lodge as a whole. But that's not what we're trying to do. We, we don't want to create animosity towards our Grand Lodges. They serve an important role. So what we're talking about... Is, I know this is radio, but I can't roll my eyes hard enough for you to hear it. <laughs> what we're talking about is another step in trying to restore the, the trust in the Grand Lodge system. Like this, this would go a long way to that. Yeah, because whether the Grand Lodge is really closing a lodge that needs to be closed that has $10 million in the bank... Yeah. Or not, the assumption for a lot of people is going to be, well, they just had that lodge closed down, so they get their hands on that money. Yeah, I mean, it allows people to say things, <coughs> true or not, that they wouldn't be able to say were things handled differently. That's exactly what I just said. Yeah. You just said it. I'm agreeing with you. He lawyered it up. I, I'm reiterating what you said. My question is, is it like this in every jurisdiction? Because, as I mentioned, I was working a lot this week. I didn't do my homework. I don't know how it is in other jurisdictions. Mm. Like, does... You guys chime in on the After Lodge subreddit. Is it like that where you live, too? Does everything just... So here's the big question, uh, professor, lawyer, guy. Uh, are you going to write up my ideals legislation for uh, Grand Lodge? Not this year. Next year. Maybe. Maybe. Our lodge can submit it as a lodge. But are you going to write it up? Well, I, I feel like I would get stuck with writing it up if I was in any way affiliated with that plan, yeah. Yeah, I want you to write it up because you're the lawyer. Mm. Yeah, I don't know that it would actually change, but it would cause a lot of interesting discussion at Grand Lodge. And I'm all about stirring up thought. There's another word that normally gets used, but thought Mm. is the word I'm using. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Discourse and discussion. I think this plan would get a lot of backing. I I don't think it would be enough to pass, but I think it would start a discussion. Mm. It would get people thinking about it. Hmm. The the idea that we don't have to accept the status quo, we can change it. I feel like that that idea doesn't float enough around our jurisdiction. People gripe about whatever they don't like about the Grand Lodge, but don't don't seem to think about I can do something about this, or at least I can try. Well, here's my question: Why are you not willing to stir up this thought this year? Because this year I have a very specific role to play. Uh, within the Grand Lodge, and that involves, uh, you know, not stirring up the well, thought. You because write he it. doesn't want to be culpable. 
Jason. You write it. No, I'll I'll do <laughs> you it. You write it, and I'll put After Lodge Jason's name right on the bottom of it. I don't want to lend with the slashes and the U and he, everything. This is exactly like last night. He 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 needs the trigger man. No, I don't want to lend the credibility of my office to this idea. Well, then don't. I, I want it to it's the same thing. In future years, I won't I won't have an unfair ad- advantage in these discussions. I won't have undue weight to what I say just because of the apron that I wear, I guess is what I'm trying to Isn't say. Is that the point of that weight? Kind of, but I don't want to use it for Do you this. think people in the western part of the state care about your apron because they don't? Do that, would you think they would even know that that legislation come out of the lodge you're a member of because they won't? They won't. You're, you're missing what I'm trying to... Yeah, I guess so. It's a so. thing with propriety. I, I agreed to help the Grand Master. My priorities are in line. And that means... And that means even when I don't agree with the things that he says or wants done, I have to support them because this is what I agreed to do okay. for my tenure in office. Your name ain't going on over. this. But your name ain't going on this. Your lodge is <laughs> submitting it. Your lodge is submitting it. Plus, I, I think it's... Can you tell your lodge not to submit legislation? Well, and I think it's too late isn't it? anyway, isn't it? I, I think it would have to be next year anyway. I think can, we're past the deadline. I don't can, think can, so. Can we just get you on recording for saying you're going to do it next year? No. 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 Well, I mean, you, you already do. No, you've We've said this maybe show. a dozen times. Oh. No, there's a whole lot of maybes. Yeah. Yeah. There was never a yeah. I'll I'm kind that. of non-committal about this because I've, I've toyed around with Grand Lodge legislation since I've been a Mason. I've never gotten around to actually proposing things. Because he's scared. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. He's because, scared he's going to get a phone call. He's the trigger man. No, I'm, I'm scared of politics and then... You know, something happening to my lodge because of something I did. So if we wanted to stir up this thought, I would like the lodge to be on board as a whole. I think the lodge would be. I think they would be too, I but I, be, I should have how about this? I should ask them. How about this? I, yeah. I know a few lodges that are militant anti Grand Lodge. <laughs> I know of a couple right off. How about the, me yeah. and you just take a little road trip? Show hey, up at Johnny their lodge. Potts, Johnny Potts is going to be the master of one of those. Yeah, let's just take our little road trip. <laughs> we could submit this as being signed by you, you know, write it up different lodges. You write it up mm. and have the members of that lodge sign it. Keep your name off of it altogether. No, I, I don't need the credit for the idea. You don't need the credit for writing it up. Shoot, let's just get it on the floor. Let's shoot for the let's shoot for the following Grand Lodge, and that gives us time to go garner support. So it's not submitted by one lodge; it's submitted by this giant list of lodges. Mm. That's a lot of traveling and a lot of trying to sell this idea, but... Well, do you want to change things, or do you want to keep things the same? I don't know. I'm kind of lazy to be a change actor. All that needs for evil to... What is that quote? Yeah, I know Triumph what... Is Triumph is for good men to say nothing. Yeah. I'm not a good man. Maybe you are. <sighs> I can drive, though. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could do this. We can, uh, we can be... We can be community organizers within mm-hmm. the craft. Yeah. Let's turn over some Grand Lodge vans. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to riot at the, at the Grand Lodge. Set some Grand Lodge couches on fire. <laughs> I don't know. Are they going to come out with the tear gas and the, the 50 cal and sweep yeah. it? Across? Well, Bob probably, probably would. Bob yeah. probably has one. I got rocks. Yeah. If we run out of rocks, I'll break up some sidewalk. Whatever. No change, no peace. No hope, no change. No, no, no justice, no peace. That's what I was looking for. No Jesus. 
no taxation without representation. Let's just go with that one. This is a grand lodge issue. Let's just go with no taxation without representation. It doesn't work. It kind of does. It do- okay, it works, but it's not true. It kind of is true. <laughs> you got to stretch it a little, just like we did in the revolution. It's got to be a stretch. But hey, it's a nice tagline. People will buy it. No taxation without representation. They're taxing our lodges. The lodge is defunct, and now they're getting the money. And the representation it's, in this case is the members that, going to the other lodges. Yeah. It's, not only that, whenever Grand it, Lodge it works comes. perfect. When Grand Lodge officers come to your, you have to give them quarter. <laughs> you have to give every Grand Lodge official that comes to your lodge quarter. Well, so, we burn their couches. That's only so, fair. So we got to have, like, amendments to this legislation now about the quartering of Grand Lodge officers and the... I don't think you guys ought to be brought in special. Like, it's a, this is our lodge. You ain't special. You can eat with us. But whenever lodge starts, you be inside the building. Mm. Why, why, are you, why are you able to show up late? Yeah, I never get to show up late. Points. You just you, you get stuck outside the door. Yeah, but stuck. then they make it seem like you're late. I'm too important to and come into lodge. And then you go visit the lodge time. of a certain past grandmaster. Oh, that opening garbage. I'll come in when I want. Yeah, well, but that's I don't want to have to listen to this again. That's right. a double-edged sword because you go visit the lodge of a certain past grandmaster, and they just kind of leave you outside the door and pretend they forgot you were out there. So that is a lodge that's yeah. doing things. Yeah, right. Jason thought that was pretty funny. He's sitting in there like, ha 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 ha. I never, I never brought it up either. I never. No, you didn't say anything. I'm looking in the little. It, it I'm looking like in the little people. Or what's what, what's happening in the lodge? Yeah, the, the reading secretary's the reading minutes and whatnot. And the, <laughs> The Tyler's out there giggling. I don't know what he's giggling about. He just they, looks at me, and then he looks in the peephole, and then he giggles, and then he looks in the peephole. Read, dude, before they brought him in, they read the minutes, paid the bills, recognized visitors. I was the only one. And and then they're like, oh, yeah, we got to bring him in. Got recognized before him. I like it. Oh, but I mean, I didn't know what was going on. I just noticed, like, I thought something funny was inside because the Tyler, like, looks in the peephole and then snickers and looks at me and then looks back in the peephole and laughs again. I never brought it up, dude. My hope was they forgot about you all together. But they didn't forget because when I finally came in, like, the, the, the shit-eating grin on everyone's face. They all knew. Uh, they did. And so that's a double-edged sword, see? You keep you keep the Grand Lodge Oompa Loompas outside the door. So that way, if you really don't want to let us in, you, I guess you can just pretend to forget about us. That's how's that a double edged sword? That's a good thing. That's not. There's no well, second edge. That's a one edge sword. Second edge is if you Second edge is if you do let us in, then you got to do all the pomp and circumstance, and you know, mm-hmm. tell me how wonderful I am. It's, it's uh, they messed up by letting you in. They did. Here's what I want to know: Is would you have done something at some point if they had just, if that had just never happened? No, because like, like that by was the time they got around to closing. Would you no, been like uh, that? That was my that was my first visit in this office to another lodge, and so I probably wouldn't have. You would have probably just stood would outside have, the door. The I probably whole would time. have gone home, and I would have crawled the grandmaster, and I would have been all sad, and like I didn't know what I should do about <laughs> this, so I just didn't go in. They Is just close, still, and like people are coming out the door, and you're like, "Hey guys, what's, can I still was, count this lodge?" Can I go in there and talk now that everybody's gone? My, my particular discussion would have been most worshipful. Can I still count this as a visit? <laughs> I don't want to have to go to another lodge. That's your concern, not being recognized, just that you don't want to have to go back again. Well, because back at the beginning of, of my term, there was, that was a lot of lodge visits. Hmm. It was, it was kind of crazy. I don't think I had room in the calendar to put that lodge back on it. <laughs> but they, they, they inevitably let me in. They were, they were nice about it. But they gave me that kind of stuff. I wonder what kind of hell they gave to our recent Grand Master, who's a member of that lodge. Like, 
through his entire time Probably in the more. Grand Line. I'm sure they gave him Probably all more. kinds of hell. And although I was the victim of this particular scenario, I completely approve of this behavior, oh, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. No, that's I'm, fantastic. I'm, I love it. The only unfortunate part is that I was the victim, but you know, sometimes you, sometimes you lose. Sometimes it's your turn. Yeah. Everybody but this, gets a turn in the barrel, Harlan. But this kind of behavior is, is okay by me. I feel like it was, it was an effort to help keep my head from swelling. It failed miserably, mm. but they tried. It made for some funny show material. It did. It did. For what that's worth. Um, where the hell did Jason go? Uh, I don't know. Oh, shit, he's back. Hey, buddy. Why did y'all stop talking? We're, we're still on the air. We, we, were, we were going, Harlan. There's Why like, did you have to talk about... There's like six minutes of awkward silence now. <sighs> no, that is not at all what happened. I'm not cutting it out either. I'm just we, leaving we, it. We could have gone on for another 20 seconds and nobody would have known. I had to pee. I mean, there would have been an I know, absence. but I wanted everybody like, to like, know like that... You could have gone back and looked at the waves in the file and would have been like, oh, here's the part where Jason wasn't here. Well, we can. There's like a six-minute stretch of silence. With Thanks no for red. that, buddy. I had to pee. Oh, okay. You know, Bob is like 100 years old, and he manages to... Oh, he's got that bag. Never mind. Uh, like that dude's kidneys work. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I think we've, we've beat this topic to death. It's kind of been like the entire show. Viva la... Have, have the money, follow the members. Yeah. Smaller like government... It. Lower taxes. Grand Lodge taking her guns away. <laughs> <laughs> the right to keep and bear Tyler's swords shall not be infringed. Why are the Grand Lodge the only ones allowed to have drones? How come us as a lodge can't have a drone in case the Grand Lodge needs to be put in its place? We we do Son have bitch. We do have drones. Tony has drones that last forty five seconds in the air. So many jokes. <laughs> Twice as long as he lasts, isn't it? Never mind. <laughs> what is the obligation to the widow of an entered apprentice? Technically? That's a very good question. Well, technically, it's zero. Nothing. Yeah, it's about the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. Um, it is true that uh, we've, made, we've made no formal obligations to tend to the widows and orphans of an entered apprentice. But there's the, the whole moral question of should you... And I suppose that all boils down to the case-by-case basis. Uh, well, was it the, boils down to a question to me. Yeah. Was he an entered apprentice who was going to get his Master Mason degree? Was active yeah. to get his Master Mason degree? Was making progress towards his Master Mason degree of some sorts? Or was he a guy... Who came in, took his entered apprentice, disappeared? Yeah. Because if we did... If we followed that rule that... We we do it no matter what. We'd have like twelve times as many widows on our rolls as we have mm-hmm. right now, yeah. and our lodge could not handle it. So it breaks down to whether or not. Well, our lodge has a widow problem right now. It's, the problem is that we're overloaded. Not that the widows are a problem. Have to careful with the wording there. Okay. <laughs> our problem is is we have a widow that is uh, supporting her. Yeah, her deadbeat grandson, and and we're and trying to take care kid, of her, and we're trying to take care of her. But everything we do to help her somehow winds up in the grandson's hands. Yeah, he's the benefactor of it, and he's a grown man who needs to get himself a job. I told told you guys we could fix that. We have the chaplain take the missus out to a nice dinner somewhere, and we go over and we have a uh, we have a tiled chat. With he's, not, he's not a 
member of this fraternity. By Tile Chat, I mean nobody speaks of what happened. Well, he will, to the police. Hmm. That's just his word. So, in other words, you need to stay out of this chat so you can get us out of jail. Yeah. Uh, we we need you on the outside. I haven't really figured out how to handle that. You, you brothers got some advice on that. Feel free to chime in again on the After Lodge. I mean, subreddit. at some point, we're going to have to stop helping her. We've yeah. extended our lodge funds to their... But I don't... Our cable can. at its length. I feel like helping her involves helping the situation, but you can't because she's a grandmother and there's that that's family dynamic And that's her great-grandkid. I mean, like, I can see why... I'm yeah. not saying she's making bad choices. She's not... What if we just bought the things she needs instead of giving her the money? Well, and that's, that's what I had a conniption fit about is they gave her the money last time yeah. to pay a very important bill. And I'm like, no, 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 you go pay it. Right. Yeah. We have we have a committee headed by the master that does that. And so they did it the best way they they thought it should be done. Or you drive her to the place, hand her the money at the window. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a whole... But this... This uh, this widow's late husband wasn't an EA, so no, he was. I feel like we've tangented a little. I mean, we did. But I just that's wanted to gripe that's... about that because it's been a sore spot lately. I don't know if "gripe's" the right word. No, I, I want it's to a vent. problem that needs to be. Yeah. Handled in yeah. some Otherwise, sort of we're gonna, way. We're there gonna... needs to be a solution because we're going to have to stop helping her yeah. because we have other widows. I mean, we're bankrupting our relief funds. On this, like, one situation. And, you know, we're into the thousands at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. It's a real problem. Uh, yeah, well, we will figure it out, I guess. We always do. Anyway, getting back to the topic. Yeah. Is there anything else that need to be said about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's all, like he said, it's just come to me, it comes down to one question. It, but it comes down to one question. Was he going through the degrees or was he Mm -hmm. in and out this discussion came up uh this actually isn't a reddit topic this was a subject of vigorous discussion amongst some guys when i was at mocana lodge in orlando so i thought i'd bring it back with us yeah um michaela michaela it was michaela lodge Um, because it was hey macarena it's a question i i hadn't really thought about before because but also the flip side of that is we've had EAs here who were active in the lodge to a degree, although they never attend the meetings, but they were here working, doing this, doing that for 20 years before they got their MM or some crazy crap like that. It's one of those guys. I mean, I kind of think we owe her something, too. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, there's nothing that stops us yeah, from but that's a, doing it. That's a pretty rare occasion. Normally when you've got a widow of an EA, it's going to have yeah. to be. Here's the better question. Like Take- relatively soon after, can I finish my sentence no. at least? No. Relatively soon after he joined. Unless I mean, he came usually in. And, what's going to happen? Yeah, usually, yeah. but well, no, because you got a lot of dudes who come in for their EA and kind of go, ah, it ain't for me, but I don't really want to be suspended, so I'll just pay my dues. But I, I, they have no real desire to continue. Right. So they may be on the rolls for 10, 15 years, and maybe they'll finish at some point, like later on in life, when it's a good idea to them, or they have more time, or whatever. Yep. Got a few of those. But what? But I know an EA, for an example, who came in here as an EA and spent, I'm sorry, and spent 10 years as an EA, but he was here all the time doing stuff, working on stuff, working fish fries, so on and so forth. Just never went through with it, but he was here all the time. Like, everybody knew him, 
but he never went through to get his Fellowcraft stuff to like 10 years later. If that guy had died, then I would have felt we owed his widow something. I can see that. Where does it shake down? Take our current situation where our relief funds for widows are being expended faster than we can build them. And so you run into this situation where you've got said EA, who's been around for a long time, busted his ass, really a big part of the laws, just for whatever reason, still an EA when he died. Everybody loved the guy. We feel compelled to help assist his widow. But on the other hand, you've got a situation like, like we just described, where our funds are being depleted by the widow of a master mason who was not really active or even a master mason for very long. Or we even but, saw. But there's a technical obligation to assist this one versus the entered apprentice if they both require some kind of financial assistance, of which we only have the money for one or the other. I have a Solomon-type solution to this. You're going to cut the money in half? No. Nope. Is the best we can do? Because that kind of... <laughs> nope. Wouldn't that be the Solomon solution? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of in a way. Uh, way cut the widows in half. I think this one might be another uh, good uh, idea. Um, at your next state of communication, when both of these widows need money, you say this widow is for, or this money that we're going to pass the hat for is for widow X. Here in a minute, we're going to pass the widow or the box for widow Y. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. When you're passing the box, you're but that's dodging the question. It's not dodging the question. Each brother can put in whatever they feel like into each box. But, but we have you're, you're letting the we have craft a co- decide. That's, but we have a collection of money. The answer for to the this question already. Like, well, you said that collection in the premise to your question. That money has been depleted. It's being depleted. What where I'm getting at is do does the technical obligation that that you voiced override the moral compulsions you have to do more good in this area than this one? Technically, no. That's why you pass the box twice for each widow. Once for each widow, and then everybody will just kind of put in a bunch of money for the EA and a dollar or two for the other one. You're giving a simple, practical solution to a complicated philosophical problem. I hate when you do that. But it works. I know, and that's why I hate when you do it. it. You gonna write that one down on the calendar too? No, because that's that's not a new idea. That's what we do. That's how we handle these situations already. I'm no, we've that, never passed the hat twice in one night for two different people. No, but that's what we would do. That's that's, that's our, what we would do. Now that I thought no, of it, good no, point, Harley. Now that I thought of it, that's exactly oh, what we no. would do. I gave you credit for the other one. You can't have this one. This Bruce, is, weigh in on this. Uh, I will, gentlemen. No, I won't. This is this is. That's how we do things already. I'm asking the philosophical... It's not, it's not. We've never done that. We pass the hat around for these special Individual like this. widows when we're out of money. Yes. But we've never had two competing widows. We haven't. Nor probably will we ever. I'm but if we a, did... I'm asking a philosophical question of is the technical obligation more important than the, the moral it's, compulsion it, it, it's that you irrelevant. have? It's, the, this answer is you let the members of that lodge decide. I'm not asking what would you do. The answer will be different for everyone. It's okay, but the question you're asking is irrelevant. How is it? It's not irrelevant. Lawyer robots the would be you like technically. Be is what what should the lodge do to pay these two widows? No, and the answer I, is what Jason just fucking said. What I'm asking well, is, you know do I mean. the technical obligations to somebody override 
the the moral compulsion you have in another case. Okay, that answer is like different for everyone. Which one's more important? That I know it's answer- different for everyone. That's why I'm asking you. Well, okay, from the law's perspective, the technical one. From us as learned men mm-hmm. and masons, I mean, it's up to each individual person to say. Well, each I, individual I say person more. is going to decide whether or not that brother was true <laughs> That's or more. That's exactly how that would happen. Each person decides. Uh, again, with the me finding the worthy caveat. I mean, I can't answer for everybody. Some may be more worthy. And it's also okay. going to be highly situational. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I wasn't citing examples. It was just an overall question. Would of Would you like is, to give an answer to your question? Which is yeah. more important. What's, what's, what's your answer, Harlan? Well, I personally tend to feel that the, the obligation that, that we hold supersedes our individual opinions. I agree. But that's a controversial answer because my conscience isn't okay with that. Okay. But... I have an obligation to put $20 in one box and 100 in the other. There you go. My personal convictions say put $100 in this box. My obligation says put 50 in this one. I'm still meeting my obligation. Mm-hmm. Am I not? D- yes. Technically, I'm meeting my obligation. <laughs> he hates it that you're f- right. No. I love it. I- oh, sorry. Mm. Stop cursing on the show. Stop being wrong. Thanks for that, Bob. Are you wrong when you're asking a question? <sighs> I don't know. Well, you weren't wrong, so to speak. You just weren't correct. You can't be correct. It's a. It's an inquiry. Okay. It's not I, an answer. It's okay. It's not that you were wrong. It's that I'm right, and that's what's bothering you. <sighs> My rightness no, is upsetting to you. It's that we can't discuss a philosophical question without reducing it to examples and and then answering the examples well that's kind of what this show is harlan yeah it's a reduction is us talking about base that's true oh we're so we're base now okay yeah okay we're base what you're asking is does a mason follow his obligation or his conscience well, I, not, ideally they should. And like the little taco, any person can answer for everybody. And like the little taco girl says, why not both? <laughs> uh, I guess a better one would have. I, I don't want to reopen the whole can on this subject, but maybe I should have gone with the the ties of secrecy instead of the care for widows. Huh? That would be a better example of. Well, go with your example, and I'll answer. Go with your example. Shoot. It's another place where your conscience would be in conflict with your obligation is the dictates of secrecy. Go on. Give give me an an example, example. Harlan. When (laughs) someone tells you something (laughs) that is supposed to be a secret. Okay. This is not a very good example so far. Go on. The terms of Freemasonry. Mm -hmm. Go on. But your conscience dictates that you should speak up about it. Keep okay. it a secret. That's not really oh. a very good example. Oh. But so you just—that's the same answer I gave. That the obligation overrides your conscience in, in this that situation. Case, yes. Okay, so it can. That's and, what I was trying to get at, and the widow thing was a terrible approach for it. It's, it you got to pretend like if, if if Bruce told me that that he uh, I don't know embezzled a hundred million dollars from his employer. Although consciously, I should probably rat on him. I'm like a lawyer. 
Well, let's let's. I let's have cut to it. keep his secrets the let's, same as you have to keep your clients' secrets. Let's cut it closer to Harlan's side. What if I embezzled a hundred million dollars from Harlan's company? Oh, see, but that's in direct conflict because you're cheat wrong and defraud in Harlan. That yeah, but yeah, you, but you, you don't you you oh, sorry. You have an obligation. I mean, what you have no obligation to share my secret. Like you don't uphold my. What do you well, mean? There's the. Yeah, I do. I'm saying if I tell you on the square that. I did this, but you're also breaking your word, your thing, I am. your promise to do yeah, but, something to but him. That has but nothing does to do you, with you. Cheat wrong or, or but, uh, if it's in my power to prevent it. But does you violating your obligation to stop him from sure. violating his make that okay? Because now, now we're just all getting thrown out. Like no, the whole, no, no, the no, whole no, triangle's no, 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 out. No, 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 no. It's, it's probably going to get worse. No, 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 Bob's over here yeah. salivating about this whole scenario. No, here's like, well, here's what happens. He's rubbing his hands for the last 30 seconds. No, here's what happens is is I can break my my stuff to you because I could technically argue that you doing that makes you non-worthy right. because you did this. And, and, and where if it was just a, a, a member of the general population, I'm not obligated to stop you from doing that to them. I'm obligated to tell you not to do it, but I'm not obligated to stop you from doing it to them. Whereas to him, if you do it and I feel like you might do it again, mm. then I have to tell him because I have to prevent it. Okay, he didn't well, kill anybody. What if, what if it was he didn't from betray a his country? But it was something that was far more morally corrupt, like a children's hospital or something. Uh, you still got to keep it. You're a lawyer at that point. Seriously, like you have. But it's. I would say lawyer-client privilege, for lack of a better term. But, I would say that applies even in the earlier example where it is another brother involved. Like it's well, the, the, no, no, no. The, the point he is making is that <clears throat> the not the obligation about not sharing the secret, the obligation about preventing another brother theft. from cheat, wronging, or defrauding. And because you didn't do anything technically wrong, he's in the wrong. Because then he has an obligation. So I have to, to break to it. I have that. to break one of the two. There's it, no way it, for me it has not to, to break do with it. The secret. There's no way for me not to break my obligation, either you or him. So I would have to side with you because he's the one that's doing something morally wrong. And then Bob could get rid of all of us. No, you couldn't because there's not a, a, a jury in town. Just me. Sorry, Bob. That would kick you for telling a brother that another brother has stole a vast amount of money from him. Right. If I think he's going to do it again. If, if I don't think he's going to do it again, then I really can't tell. Then at that point... I'm his therapist, and he's just told me that no, whatever. No, no, you're, you're like a priest in confession. I'm a priest in confession well, at to, that point. be fair, that's still the attorney-client thing, because I'm not supposed to maintain confidences of things that are going to happen in the future. That's that whole yeah. thing. If they've already yeah, done yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's protected. If but if you think it's going to still go on. Yeah, if a guy comes to me and says, I killed my wife, you can't say anything about that. If a guy comes to you and says, I'm going to kill my wife, you have to say something. Or if about he says, that. "I killed my wife and I think my neighbor saw," so I'm going to kill my neighbor tonight. Then you have to hmm. you have to speak up about that. So if it's in the past, it's in the past. If it's going to happen in the future. Then no, no saving on that. Well, what a tangent. Uh, in no, other like news, hmm? which way would you side? Bruce stole a hundred thousand dollars from a company I own. He tells you about it. What do you do? Mm. Let's put you on the square. I don't tell I don't anybody. Harlan. Harlan's going to find us. You don't tell anybody. Surreptitious way to let you know. There's other ways to deal with it other than <clears throat> violating confidences. How? 
I don't know, maybe you maybe you leave some an inadvertent door open that exposes the whole thing without ever telling anyone. That's still sharing secrets in a roundabout way. Yeah, I, I hate but to tell you. You only broke the law if you got caught. So Hmm. So yeah, you're violating the spirit but not the letter. Yeah. Where I think it's much more important to keep the spirit and not the letter. Yeah. That's I got a good one for you. Oh, please don't. I'm I'm worried that okay, go ahead. I don't know. I probably shouldn't bring this one up. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have brought this last one up either. But we'll talk Why? about that after the show. Why shouldn't we have brought that uh, up? That was it, interesting. It, it was interesting, topic. but we'll 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 get to that. When we will get to it. When? After, get to it now. After the show. <clears throat> On a recording. In other news, uh, the Knights Templar. Never Can we do it and then the... just cut it? He'll never oh. do it after the show. You know he'll never do it after the show. In other news. We'll never know what he's alluding to. In other Oh, you will. In other news, the Knights Templar is the equivalent of Masonic LARPing. Yeah, it makes sense. They play with swords. They have, like, yeah. military drills. Yep. And now this. Uh, Masonic Idols. Are we talking about idolatry? No, or? it's it's a singing competition in your lodge. That We're gonna sounds each lodge is awful, <laughs> horrible. Each lodge is going to get a karaoke machine. I'm going to preemptively gouge my ears out with this pen. <laughs> and then we're going to have a nasty British guy from uh, the Grand Lodge of England come to each lodge and say, "You're terrible. You're not going on. <laughs> You're the worst Mason I've ever seen. You will not be going to England to compete." <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, I figured if it was if it was Freemasons, that wouldn't it be ritual instead of music. Hmm. Food. Let's just do food. Oh yeah. Well, uh, there's only so. This much. is the worst pancake I've ever had in my life. Why would you come to this competition with waffles? There's only so much chicken and pancakes in the world. <clears throat> um, this fish tastes like it was caught in the '60s. <laughs> Interestingly. <laughs> I think it's been. Pretty sure that's how long it's been there. (laughs) Uh, No, I think this. I can tell because there's no mercury. I think this one was about. uh, This one was about what what historic Freemason would be your idol, or any. Let's just go with any. Oh, in that case, it would of course be the most worshipful Grand Master of Masons in our jurisdiction. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Jason? Mostly because Thomas Jefferson doesn't have any concrete ties to illustrate that he was a member of the craft, so... Do I have to say this again? I mean, Benjamin Franklin. I mean, like, how does... Mm, why is yeah. anybody even asking me? Right. Yeah. Franklin. Of course. Franklin. Of course. God. <laughs> is there another he's, answer possible? He, he's just your all-time idol, though. Like, even if we Everything. removed... Masonic from the question, you would still still say, say uh, Franklin, right? Yeah. Everything, Frank Franklin, just period, Franklin. Even the haircut, especially the haircut. The, the haircut, dude, is like That's what makes the it. ultimate honey badger maneuver. Everybody's yeah. wearing powdered wigs. He's like, nope, crypt keeper. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm still getting more tail than all of you F- powdered wigs. wig wearing uh, punks. It's too bad. There's no no concrete ties for Jefferson. Mm. For you see, Thomas Jefferson is kind of like, like, like my Ben Franklin. Mm-hmm. He's he's the dude. He's I kind of figured you would say Roosevelt. That's where he got the eight-hour workday from, the New Deal. <laughs> I thought he was going to write that down. I really felt like he would say <laughs> Roosevelt. <laughs> Which 
one's short. You know, people can't see your aggressive maneuvering towards me on the radio. I pull the pair of scissors out of the drawer. Much like my eye. I went at Jason, Jason with them. He's going to menacingly set over the here. The eight-hour workday. That's where he got it from. Come on. Okay. Do you not look up to him? New deal? Really? The new deal. <laughs> so beneficial. Can't feed the trolls. Can't feed the trolls. Bruce. I don't have a good answer for this. Come on, just know. say Washington like okay, every Washington. other deadbeat in the world. Uh, go on with it. Yeah. Washington. Just pick Washington. C. When in doubt, just exactly. pick C. Pick the most generic answer there is. Guys know. on a painting in every like lodge in America. Maybe I should just anyway. go with him. Yeah, we, we have. I just I don't know. Probably, it was on there. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. They forgot. <laughs> just a recap. Just don't wanna, point it out. I want to crack open this, this oh, last topic today. Man. Yes. We wrap where where this are we in up. time? How much time? And where are we at? Yeah. We're like an hour 15. Yeah. 15. Yeah, we can do this. We're, we're just, it's just like yeah, become a two-hour show, show now. Mm-hmm. No, I just figured they'd show up the same time they always do. Yeah, it's a two-hour show now. Okay. Go All on. right, let's do it. Harlan. Go. Why does the church hate Freemasonry? Some churches. Some let's churches. put some churches yeah. in there. Some well, the church some had would a capital be... C, so I figured it was a specific one. Nah. Or, or well, when Bruce, when Bruce sees one? a chap, capital C on mm-hmm. church, he assumes we're just referring to his church. Obviously. Mm. Because the like, church. Aren't you? Isn't this question? Come on. To be fair, whenever... No, whenever, no actually not. The Catholic Church is way more lenient towards Freemasonry yeah. than most, like, but, crazy holla churches. To be and by holla, I mean, like, the holla in between two mountains churches. Holla. To be fair to Bruce, whenever I write the words, the church, I'm usually referring to the Roman Catholic yeah, Church. Well, too, yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Um, they they get to be the church. I don't I mean, know why. But. I mean, the Catholics don't like us either. But the evangelical Baptist hate us like with a passion. Yeah, the uh, Pat Robertson well, types. Really, I feel like this is a different question depending on which yeah. church you're talking about. Yeah, well, I think there's they several hate us for reasons. different reasons. So just yeah. Hit them all. Why not? All right, Jason, start us off. Well, the Catholic Church, of course, because of our history. Mm-hmm. I mean. We were an opponent of the Catholic Church for a while. Some would say still are in some ways. The, the Royal Society Masons. No, uh, no, I'm not even really doing that. Like even like the Grand Lodge of England always had animosity mm-hmm. between them and the Catholic Church. Yeah, the science versus religion thing. Yeah, reason religion. Versus yeah, that and a whole lot of other reasons. Um, so that's why. Mm. Because Masons would sometimes question the Catholic Church. And then they're like, oh, you're a Mason. That's why you're doing it. So now you can't. You know, you know. And then that whole little war went on forever. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know why I think the backwater evangelical Christian churches don't like Freemasonry? Uh, there's, I got two for that one. I have two as well. Uh, number one would be the classic thing of we have men of differing faiths not even on my list they don't care that who, much about who that no. come together and they do things together and and don't don't nope. stab each other with pitchforks they don't even realize that uh the other reason would be the time commitment thing that's what guys I'm, are doing time? things at lodge then that's less time they're spending doing things for the church okay there's another one a big one you're missing out on that motivates everything uh this may not i mean I, it's probably on my list but not for this one money money but that factored in with the time thing, yeah. No, oh, I forgot they're the same. You're spending your time at Lodge. <laughs> they're both magic. You're spending your money on Lodge. You're doing things with the Lodge, and what, what? there are some churches that don't like the idea that you're doing things with anyone that's not there. It all boils down to if one word, competition. Yeah. Yes. If you're giving money to your Lodge's widows, 
you're not putting that money in the collection plate or to whatever they're taking up for or mm-hmm. whatever because you have this set amount of money that you can spend on these type of things. And mm-hmm. if you're giving some of it to the lodge and not all of it to them, it's competition. Yes. It's not really a philosophical, it's a philosophical difference. It's just business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, competition's good too. In the political sense, back in the day, that was a bigger deal than it is now. It's a huge deal right now, I think. I don't know so much anymore, considering the Lodge doesn't have this massive political influence anymore. Oh, you see, but I'm talking about the little tiny, like, not tiny towns, but the small town oh, lodges like and churches. Yeah, in which I'm, case, the churches in the Lodge are in competition. I'm not talking about in the races. city. I'm talking about we live in, in a, a city. small. We're technically. I'm not talking about it's, we live in a city. I'm talking about small towns. Like I'm if talking you go ab- 15 miles that way. I'm talking about our town. The church and the lodge are very much in in political conflict. Yeah, in but this I'm not even town. talking about that. I'm talking about in the small town. Yeah, it, it, there's a limited amount of things to do in a small town. There's maybe one movie theater. Mm-hmm. You have a lot more masons joining lodges and men joining lodges in small towns. Because there's less to do. There's just less to do. So they're joining that. But they're also super involved in the church. And it's direct, more so than like in a city, it's direct competition in everything in small town life. I'm not saying the church isn't winning at the moment. And plus you have this whole, which I think in my opinion is. Yeah. But this whole. Giving credence to the fact that it is a competition. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. To, to them, it absolutely is. To the church, about to I'm talking about to you. Well, I don't go to church, so I'm not playing their games. Okay, but how are you seeing it, is what I'm saying. What do you mean? I'm lost, I guess. Okay, ignoring what the church's viewpoint is, what's yours? Are you, are you In- saying a guy who's a Freemason is doing less or giving less to his church just because he's a Freemason? More than likely, yes. I mean, the dude. The dude gets Less a paycheck. Less than he would if he was not a mason. Yeah, the dude gets a paycheck. All right, he's still going to church. He's still putting money in the collection plate. He gets a paycheck. That's not fair. Yeah, it is. There's only so much money that that dude can spend. Okay, but you don't know that if he has a hundred dollars. And if he uh-huh. was, I see where Bruce is going. If he wasn't a mason, would what he was given to the lodge have been going to the church? Yes. And I believe in in small town scenarios mm-hmm. and guys who are active in their church. I'm not about dudes who just show up on Sunday like whatever. <laughs> I'm talking about in, for a segment of the population, it's direct competition. I, I've got to go with Bruce on that one, though. Like, I feel like there's a lot of guys. I, I, I'm not saying it's not necessarily. I'm I'm just saying it's unfair to say it is. Yeah, because there's a lot of guys, even it's here at our fair. lodge, who are very active in their church. They view this as something else entirely. This is like leisure money, and if they weren't spending it here, it wouldn't be going to the church. It would be yes. going to something else. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. They they would have some Same other thing, thing that they do. But, but when people tithe, a lot of people don't view the money they give directly to the church as their tithe. Their tithe is whatever they give to church, charity, so on and so forth. I mean, like, I know some people who are very active Christians, very active in their church, who split their money between a charity and their church. They're, they're tithing 10%. I tithe to Uncle Sam. I mean, that's why some religions... You get more than 10%. I know. Ten percent's good enough yeah, for Jesus. Not, Why is it not, not enough for Uncle they, Sam? They build bombs with that. Um, I mean, like some. Where was that going? Shit. I don't know. Good job, Harlan. I lost it. Thanks, Harlan. When you said you tied to the 
to Uncle Sam. Oh, to Uncle yeah. Sam. I lost it. I, I had a point, and it was a good one. Here's my 10%, Uncle Sam. Do something good with it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do something good. I'll use it to get more out of you. Right. Nice. No, but I think they are in direct competition for some people. Mm. Well, just the time. I mean, a lot of these evangelical Southern Baptist, Baptist churches, they got stuff going on every single night. Yeah, when you start talking about the Baptists, like, I can see that. that that's more true in that scenario. Cause, but it's more about the time than the money. Because they have, they have their own pancake breakfast and their own yeah. fish fry and their own... But time and money is the same thing. Their right? own... Yeah. yeah, but what if the time you put in here does not conflict with any of the time you would have put in there? Well, if you're going to a mainstream church in most like situations. most Americans, that doesn't really <laughs> arise. Jason's talking about a very specific genre of well, small let's, churches. Let's try and keep it That's small town cause... life now. In, in my opinion, ever <laughs> since I've been born, that kind of thing's on the rise. You have the rise of evangelical in this country. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to the 70s, like the time as a whole the country spent at church mm-hmm. was much, much less than what it is yeah. now. I mean, especially in a there town wasn't like any, ours. Yeah, there wasn't any mega churches in the 70s no. we live or in, the 80s. We live in a town where there's more churches than there are people. Like it's, it's I mean, a little uh, bit of an exaggeration, but not much. Every time there's a, a, an empty storefront, somebody throws a church up in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I Churches, mean, like it or not, a lot of them are there to make money. I can stand in the parking lot of our lodge and visually point, like, see with eye contact six churches from mm-hmm. the parking lot of our lodge. At least see the steeple. No, I'm not. Even, I'm talking about like the front door. Well, not the front <laughs> door, but a door. I, like I can see the building. There are six right, of them. Yeah. One here. One there. One there. One over there. No, you're right. And, yeah, it's. <laughs> And that's just from this one little viewpoint in town. If you go down the road, you can see a few more. But, I mean, that's, I don't know. Something happened in the mid-'80s, and there is a super drive-on for Jesus. Mm. And it, 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 the churches are becoming much, much more involved in politics, in everyone's daily life. Now, as someone with a Baptist wing in his family, I've there's a little bit of a different explanation there at least in our town, and it's that we don't have many mega churches. Well, we've got a couple. They're mostly in, like, the big town. It's this thing with I Baptist churches. I can throw a rock and hit a mega they're, they're like, It's like an amoeba thing. They, they reach a critical mass of, like, 50 people, and then they split, and then there's two churches. And so there's a ton of churches. Like, those six churches I pointed to, none of them are, like, big. There's... Most of them are well smaller than than our average attendance at a lodge meeting. Nah, yeah. And so there's a lot more churches. I don't know if, but it's more there's a, more it's, people it's, involved. It's though. way more of a community. Yeah, which is what churches used to not be. In the '80s, you went to church if you were super devout on Wednesday evening for Bible study. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday morning for Sunday school, and then you went to the actual service. On Sunday night. And then maybe on Sunday night. But yeah. that's not really the case anymore. Like, uh-huh. there's stuff going on it, the majority of the days of the week. So if if you're a guy and your family's going to the church on Tuesday, your lodge is meeting on Tuesday, and now you're not there with your family, 
doing whatever you normally do, mm-hmm. putting money in that plate, doing this, that, or the other thing, and you're at Lodge, as far as the church can see, the Lodge has now stolen time and money away from, not okay. stolen, but time and money has been diverted away from the church into the Lodge. You can buy that. I still see this as like an imitation being a sincere form of flattery, because in the, in the Hebrew world, the, the synagogue has always been a community center, and there's always stuff that's been going on like every night. It's... That's a thing. Yeah, the Just Baptist churches are imitating the Jews. Well, you say 100% that. You right. say that. Have that's, you ever? Have you ever that heard? That is exactly what's going on. They're like, okay. let's go see what them Jews are doing because yeah. they're doing uh-huh. pretty good uh-huh. over there. You laugh. You laugh. Have you ever heard I of the laugh. movement called Jews for Jesus? Yeah. Which is sponsored by the Baptist Church, the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. What do they do? They try to convert Jews to Jesus. How do they do that? I couldn't tell you, but it's crazy. They build messianic synagogues. Oh, they trick them. They trick them. They, they put up all the trappings with the Ark and the Torah scrolls. Because you the, Jews are so dumb, you're going to fall into this trap of loving Jesus. <laughs> and it's... It, it, Brothers and sisters... We got another one. This Jew's going to wake up on Sunday morning and have the feel huh? that the Lord is calling him to come to our Baptist church this morning. They do it, they do it on Saturday, see... And it has all these trappings, and the preachers are—they they call themselves rabbis, and it's like this whole thing, and it's—it's it's a synagogue. And the Baptist Convention did a lot of study into Jewish culture to create this movement, which has—it's kind of sputtered out. It's not really much of a thing. I these still days, deliver, but it was a big thing in the nineties. And and so when you say that, they very possibly are because they've learned a lot of decent ideas in the course of trying to figure out how to put together these messianic synagogues. It's a little bit of a stretch, but that's what we do on this show. We stretch. I'm just telling you all the Baptist I know. That's the first thing they say when they wake up in the morning is how can I be more like a Jew today? Well, I mean, yeah. How can I be more like Jesus? Ostensibly. How can I be more like and a then Jew? Then they the work on thing. their, then they work on their prosperity gospel for their sermon that day. See? See? But you, you how can give I give the Lord the money? And by the Lord I mean to my ministry, and he will give it back to you tenfold. Yeah. If only there were some way I could worship, but in an area surrounded by Jew things. <laughs> <laughs> if only a place like that existed. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does, Harlan. You Okay, go home do some Googling. I'm not making My up this Jews for Jesus thing. Today, like, it's a real thing. Oh, no. He's, I, I know. But it's it's crazy. There, there's no, like, I don't see how it works, because it's like their it plan is... It doesn't work. It's a bunch of Baptists who show up, and they put on a kippah, and they, they do this whole thing, and they call them... No, I, I'm Jewish. I'm, I'm a Messianic Jew. Yeah, they're like, but their whole thing is like, I'm going to trick Jews. But it's, it, it's like a trick from the start. But... but it, it hasn't worked. That's what I'm saying. There are no like converts from Judea. I'm sure there's a couple, but in general, these places aren't filled with like Jewish people who converted to this messianic. They like show up and don't realize it for a year. And then they're like, (laughs) Oh my God, I've been doing it. They start speaking in Yiddish. You know what? All of a sudden I love Jesus. Right. (laughs) What the hell? Jesus. (laughs) What in the hell you are doing? Yeah. I hate all of you. Now let's eat some potato cakes for Jesus. Yeah. It's a very that that whole movement was a sore spot for me for a long time until I realized that oh, 
There's nothing to this. It's just a, a bunch of Baptists that want to dress up like Jews and go to a synagogue where they talk about the New Testament. Jesus. Okay. What, hold on. What did you think it was? Like, like what else could it he be? He thought it was working. Well, he no, thought it was working. I had, I had Jews were showing up. We're confused. <laughs> I had no idea about this Jesus guy. Yeah. How come nobody told me about him? Why did no. my religious leaders never fill no, me in that the Messiah had already came? This seems like you're important all of information this, you're that saying, I would have liked to have known. You're saying all of this as though it's a big joke. If you go to YouTube and look at their marketing videos for the Jews for Jesus movement, they have Jews saying those very things on the video. I was never taught about this. And now that I have been, I can't believe I was never taught. Like, that... That's word for word. Yeah, but stuff in the vi- have you watched the videos? Yeah, but is that, that where this came but from? That is, no, but that is no, but that is the same thing as like on the infomercial where the lady can't figure out how to mop and she's like, <laughs> "Why does this mop not work? Try the spin mop." I mean, that's literally what you're watching, and, and and you're upset that the Jew in the black and white with the X's over their face, they never told me. <laughs> like you're buying into the infomercial and getting mad I wasn't about buying it. Buying into it, it's just you. You were saying it as a joke. And I'm like, that's very funny. It also happened. Yes. And it didn't work. That's why it's funny. Yeah. That these people thought it would work. I mean, it's funny in the fact that it's like a failed effort. It's not funny that somebody thought that this was a good idea. Like, not just somebody, but a large group of somebodies with a lot of money to make it happen. Just keep sending your money to the Lottie Moon Missionary Fund. They they had the catchphrase first, and they, they just went from there. It was catchy. Jews for Jesus is catchy. It, right? It's part of the ongoing effort. you got to convert the Jews. It's because It's alliterative. Be, because Yoshki isn't coming back until you convert all the Jews. It's the green dinosaur from Who? Mario. Yeah, it's from Mario. Jesus isn't coming back until you convert all the Jews. So it's like a priority effort for the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, is that in the Bible somewhere? That, that, I don't, did, I don't, did he I don't say, I'm so. not going to return until you turn all the Jews for me. You know, I don't think so, but when you talk about the end times and the maybe return Maybe what they ought to Christ, try doing is maybe it's like werewolfism. Maybe yeah. what they ought to do is you ought to, like, if you're a good Christian, you ought to just run around biting Jews and transfer the Christian powers Cootie. onto them. I don't... Cootie, that's a good... I don't think Christian I like Cootie. this idea. Just bite a Jew. If they don't, if they don't have their Cootie no, shot... No, because I know how this bite is. Bite a Jew, then their on the Judy next Easter... Shot? Yeah. Ah, ah. The next Easter, they're going to wake up on that morning... And go to a a real church and not this now, fake ass you, whatever y'all do. I, this is a terrible idea because you're going to go down with me. We're both going to end up in this lodge in the middle of the room being gnawed on by like the rest of the membership. I'm not a Jew. Thanks for that. I'm not a Jew. This uh, only works on the Jews. You have to turn the Jews yeah, werewolf style. But in the eyes of the demographic we're you, talking you, about, no, you the can Jews only bite them the on Easter. are the same people. On Easter is when your Christian fever is at its highest point. It's, it, and that's, that's when you that's can transfer the, the Christian... Yeah. That's when you can transfer the, the Christian virus. bring in that astrology, demonology it's all, stuff it's all tied this good. Yeah, it Be is, careful. Actually. Harlan's Saturn is in retrograde, and he's kind of touchy <laughs> this morning. His rings are pointed down. <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Yeah. Giggity. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't tight enough. That's why they're pointed down. <laughs> so They uh, still let blood out. We have derailed this entire conversation incriminated ourselves on public radio what else can we do this morning bite a jew <laughs> that is there there are other uh, religions we can touch on now if a jew gets a blood transplant why is he taking, why is he taking his shirt off if a jew Girl. gets if Girl. a jew gets a blood transplant from a christian do they change their views on on christianity i or? would assume it opens their eyes to the ways of jesus 
put my shirt back on. I don't want to be bit by you anymore. I think you do, just not on the air. Hmm. Well, or on the neck. We we're going to talk about that after the show. Anybody no. want a Chico? We're still no. talking about that. I do. Or she got a good Aussie phrase for me while I while I eat a Chico. Oh. Gentlemen, I think I have a couple. Rattle the bag in the right in the directly in the mic. Can you do that for me? Thank you. Thank you. That's all that was missing from the show. Let me read the back of it. Somebody eating. Squish them, stretch them, or bite their heads off before they get up to mischief. Uh, Give me one of them. Little I didn't want Aboriginal one, babies. You know, I don't want one, but then they come out and you're like, they sound good. Mm. So, uh, gentlemen, if you were in Australia and somebody called you a kite flyer in a derogatory sense, what would you uh, take that to mean? A drunk? Lazy. Harlan, you're just playing the numbers here. That's not even a good guess. <laughs> That's like two out of three entries in that book. A kite flyer is a person who passes bad checks. Oh. Yeah? Kiting yeah. checks. Yeah, right. that's, yeah, I get that. One more. If I said a uh, situation was a kettle of fish. Mm. No, it doesn't mean drunk before you even say it. <laughs> In America, we call that a Charlie Foxtrot. Yeah, everything's all messed up. It is, indeed, a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. Or a problem. Mm-hmm. Or a Charlie Foxtrot. Like this show is a big ass kettle of fish. It wasn't until we got onto the Jews. Jews mess up kettle everything. Of Jewish fish. You drop three Jews in any country. Kettle of that country gonna, fish. Yeah. You drop some <laughs> gefilte in any country. <laughs> you know what they need to do? Is they need to make little candies like they do for the Aboriginal babies. Oh wait, they do. It's called a king cake. Oh, I thought you meant a fish. You don't actually eat the plastic Jesus in the king cake, though. No, you just bake them in the oven. Like you do any good Jew. They're Boom. better that way. I think he was waiting for that one. I know. I set it up. You did. I didn't intend to, I did, how did you I not set see that it coming, up. Though? Because I'm, I'm slow this morning. It was a long night here at our here at our lodge. <clears throat> it wasn't for me. I was home pretty early. Yeah. Well, you fail at life. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, Might have hung out longer if somebody hadn't my car. Hmm. Hmm. Is there anything else? No. You got another phrase? That's a big book. There are a lot of phrases in here. I mean, do like Aussies even speak English? Or have they just invented their own... If I said somebody got off their bike, like Jason did earlier today, he got off his bike... Yeah, you what, lost your poop. What does that mean? Lost your poop. Harlan? Got upset. You got hammered? <laughs> He's just going to get drunk. You're not right? allowed to play this game anymore. Yeah, no, Jason's right. It if means, you went through every phrase in that book... to lose control of your temper. Half of them would be about getting drunk. And we, right. we were keeping score. But you know what? I'm specifically not picking those. And we were keeping score, and I, I answered that to every guess. question. I would win. Half the time. It's it more than half. It would be 50-50. More than half of the entries in that book are some phrase to describe being intoxicated, inebriated. Mm. Quit getting off your bike. Uh, Harlan's bike doesn't have a seat. However that word's appropriate. It does. It's got a nice banana seat on it. No, it doesn't. You just sit on the pole. No, it's a banana, but it's pointed straight up. Mm. Is that still a thing? Banana seats? Yeah. 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 Giant banana seat with the tall back on it. And, it was uh, for a girl's bike, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm aware. That you rode a girl's bike as a child? I did not. Was it pink and had Barbies on it? 
No, it was yellow. So it was a girl's bike. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same shade of yellow as that terrible chair that you keep digging out of the oh. garbage. We've thrown this chair away more times. That chair was bright beige when we started. No, this is this is direct from the seventies. This is what it looked like in the seventies. It's oh. that kitchen yellow crap, the refrigerators and everything. Rollers and the the yeah. like. It's like a bucket seat of some sort. With Dude, the, it's a command it's, chair. It's got arms and everything. <laughs> <sighs> it's got arms. It swivels. This is premium Corinthian leather, Nagahad type material. Mm-hmm. Do we have anything else to talk yeah, about no, today? Let's, let's kill We're it. just dragging kill it. it out at this point. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm going to eat a Chico. Because I don't want this, this good time to end. Just go on. Yeah, I guess we're ending it. This has been episode 70 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find us on the internet at www.afterlodge.com. Where you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode. You can find us on the Freemasonry or After Lodge subreddits. You can email us at afterlodge at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at After Lodge. And most importantly, dear to my heart, come hang out with us on IRC. Be one of the hipsters that still uses IRC. You can find us at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign, Freemasonry. That's all I have. It's been fun. Maybe we'll see you next week. Maybe we won't. Let's find out. Yeah, we will. You know we will. Later. Later.